Welcome to Subway Sports Talk. Dan, 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 clear of the closing doors, please. Right here we go, Subway Sports Talk. My name is Peter Kennedy, and I am your host. Thank you so much, as always, for joining us wherever you may be. Out podcast app, Spotify, doesn't matter. Spotify Wrapped. You do Apple Music. I might be judging you. I don't know. I don't know. But it doesn't matter. We got Pete and Pat Picks Pod right now. It's a football Sunday. Another one on the way. Uh, it'll be great fun. And with me, of course, the scorching hot Pat Boyle. What's good, buddy? What's up, Petey? I was muted. Sorry. <laughs> right off up, the baby? jump, baby. I call you scorching hot, and that's what you do. You come out with the mute button on. <laughs> also, I don't know if we, if we have any video posts from today, but I'm like the uh, I'm like the unlocked character in a video game. I'm sitting in my dining room. I got all the sun coming in from behind me. Yes. So I'm like a perfectly pitch black silhouette right now, but maybe that ain't going to – all that matters is we're getting more Ws this week. As a comm major, we know about that. We were comm majors. Lighting, bro. So it's all, you know, I got light <laughs> coming behind me too, but what are you going to do? Um, you are scorching hot though, Pat. You had another good week, even though the picks were not public last week, just because Thanksgiving, it was just a little too crazy to get the scheduling down to record. But you had a nice week again, which uh, I actually, <laughs> I'm a little underprepared. I don't have our, our year total record. I believe you're sitting now at 12 and 8, 12 and 8 which would put me at uh what am i at like 5 and 13 5 and 14 no that wouldn't make sense 5 and 15 now there's no way it's 5 and 15 you went 2 and 3 the first week then you went 1 and 4 right no, so i went 2 three. and 3 2 and 3 1 and 4 there you go so yeah 5 and uh 10 huh 5 and 10 that's math for you that's some live math that I bet you didn't expect wait, to hear on the podcast. Wait a minute, how would you get? How would you be at fifteen and I'm at twenty then? Oh my god, what is going on? Or did you count your week this past weekend that we didn't do picks live? I didn't think I did. I don't even know. I guess we yeah we only have three recorded weeks then I guess right. Yeah, so maybe three you're... and two, three and two, two and three, and then four and one. For you. So I'm ten. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pat's doing pretty damn good. I'm not doing damn good. And that's where we're at. It doesn't matter. I'm nine and six. There it is. I'm nine, nine and six, six. which is very freaking solid. Yeah, three and two and two and three would put me at, I was at five and five after two weeks, and then the four and one week. So nine and six. All right. Well, we're off to a, a hot start with uh, our preparation on this podcast. As you can tell, we're recording Saturday morning. It's 9.45 a.m. I don't think I've ever recorded a podcast before like 7 p.m. Let alone. And that's why. Well, actually, sometimes I guess we do like the 3 or 4 o'clock, right? But never before 10 a.m. There's no shot I've been up this early, especially on a Saturday, to record something like this. So it's a different vibe yeah, that, for both of us. But I think it's good vibes, Pat. Yeah, well, that, I mean, that's why my brain's absolutely rattled right now because it is so early. Uh, I just made some coffee. Um, and, yeah, the, the, the brain cells are not fully functioning right now. But, hey, good thing. I got all the picks written down last yeah, night there you go uh just i just maybe had to tweak some things so yeah it, it is very <laughs> it is very early but uh hey nonetheless man I'm, I'm ready to go for a big sunday that's what i'm saying it's gonna be a good one and uh you, you know what i don't even 
I don't even care that we're a little scrambled because sometimes that's what you got to do. You got to scramble to get the picks in. It seems like I can do all the prep I want for fantasy purposes, not gambling specific. I could do all the prep I want for fantasy. I could check on Tuesday for the waivers. I can check Wednesday to see what happened. I can check to make sure my Thursdays are good. Check again Friday, Saturday. And no matter what, Pat, on Sunday morning, I'm up and it's 1230 and I'm like, oh my God, I have no idea who's starting, who's resting. I got to check my lineups again and I still feel like I'm scrambling no matter what. So it just comes with the territory, I think, uh, with football, especially with all these things that are changing. Another wild week last week where, you know, we had games like the Ravens and Steelers get moved. We have games on Sunday night, Monday night, and Tuesday night this week coming up. Um, but an interesting slate here. I think we have, what, only two two teams on a bye? So we have a bunch of games, and uh, it's going to be good stuff. So, Pat, why don't you just get us started at that point? Give us your first pick for the week and. uh I'm assuming you're sticking with the two-team teases, right? The two-part teases? Oh, yeah. Same-game teaser, baby. Uh, and, and for those of you, you know, obviously we didn't get a chance to do the picks pop, but anybody that follows me on Twitter, at Boyle, uh, but the B is an eight, uh, you'll see, uh, you know, some of the picks that I put out last week. You know, again, it was pretty lucrative. Don't want to get out. Want to stay grounded. Want to stay humble. But, uh, yeah, it, it basically it would have been another four-on-one week, so. I'm going to stick with it. Six to seven points on the spread, six to seven points on the over or the over under. And who better to start with, Pete, than Mr. Adam Gase and the New York Jets going up against the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, This is a a game last year where the Jets destroyed Las Vegas, then Oakland, 34 to three in a week 12 spot where Vegas was, you know, trying to ride themselves into a playoff spot. That was basically the nail in their coffin that ended their season. And that was the game that gave Jets fans all the hope in the world that then they could beat Cincinnati the next week and, and maybe have a chance to then beat the Baltimore Ravens. We all saw how that went. Jets ended up crushing, uh, you know, smoking out in flames, losing to the Bengals, getting crushed by Baltimore, finished 6-10. and 10. And this year, again, Pete, absolutely abysmal. 0-11. I fully believe the Jets are well on their way. They've been well on their way to 0-16. I don't think anything changes. I'm not bothered in the slightest about Vegas's blowout loss last week to Atlanta. Um, you know, that was basically, the, it was the same exact week in which they got blown out by the Jets. You know, we talk all the time about not getting caught up in storylines and team trends when mm. things on, on a team can change from year to year, whether it be the coaches or the players. Right. But for whatever reason, that, that seemed to fit the, the Raiders perfectly. Uh, and, and again, they're still in the hunt for a playoff spot. So who better to get right against than the Jets? Uh, you know, again, with the way these two teams match up, Darnold, it's just it's just not happening for Sam Darnold. And Sam's a guy that I've liked, but, I mean, the confidence isn't there. It's been ugly, man. There. It's been ugly. It, yeah, it's, it's been ugly. The confidence isn't there. Gase has basically ruined him. Uh, they are completely inept on offense. They're still missing multiple members of the secondary on defense. They're, they're lineman Alex Lewis. We don't know. He might be going through some mental health issues. Uh, and, and they basically haven't given a reason. Gase has yet to give a reason why he hasn't suited up in what will be now three weeks. Again, the, the franchise is just an absolute disarray. And this is not a game where they're going to be able to outskill Vegas. And it's not a game where they're going to be able to outwork Vegas, in my opinion. Gruden, after the blowout loss, this is just a spot where I think they come ready to play. They kick the Jets' ass. Uh, so let's go ahead and take Vegas minus three. And let's take over 39 points. Okay. And let's get over. that at minus 114 odds. I do think, with, uh, you know, all the, yeah, the talented receiving core the Jets have, they still can be able to put up points. I mean, we've seen this Vegas defense uh, be like a sieve at times this year. 
So I do think there is the potential for a lot of points. Um, and I think Vegas will obviously doing the, the scoring the majority of them with all the deep ball threats they have, like Ruggs, like Aguilar. Darren Waller's been absolutely unbelievable this year. Give me Vegas minus three, over 39 points. And now if the... Uh... If if Josh Jacobs is he healthy? I think he's he's he should be healthy, right? I would I'm a, I think they're uh, getting ready for him to play. I don't <clears throat> yeah, think I believe he's expected to play, but he has been yep. banged up. And if he gets going, I mean that's just that game's over in a heartbeat. But and, I, and I, he, honestly, even even if even if Jacobs doesn't play, I think in, in a certain way, you know, obviously you want him to play, but that could allows, work allows in Carr to stretch out a little bit and get a, get a yeah, little exactly, bit of uh, it won't, it, a, it won't get right a get right game, if you will. Yeah, it won't allow Gruden to rely on the run so much. They're going to have to throw the ball more. And I think, honestly, you know, again, Josh Jacobs isn't going to be the deciding factor of whether Vegas beats the Jets or not. Right. And uh, to be honest, I, I, I said this to you on the pod we did with picks, the last one. I guess it was two weeks ago now. And I said, I just don't want the Jets at this point when they're defeated on the season. I don't want to be, you know, gambling on a Sunday and then all of a sudden go, oh, my God, I'm going to lose because of the Jets. I, I don't want anything to do with it. I totally get what you're doing, what you're saying right now, it makes a lot of sense to me. I just, like, I feel like they, they're they not going to go 0-16 because the Jets can't even lose right, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I just think there's one win coming, and I think of their remaining games, there's a possible chance for this to be uh, that game. That being said, wow. the fact that it's minus 8. So I've been hearing this thing from Warren Sharp. He's been he's been all over this, uh, how 7's not the new strike point with the with the spreads. And eight's actually a new strike point because of the you know willingness to go for it on two. It, it's just that's the data is telling him that the new strike point for for a number is maybe three and seven is too traditional, and eight is actually the number. And seeing that the Raiders is now up to eight, it was seven and a half. Now it's eight. I mean, now they're they're kind of asking you to take the Jets. They're they're trying to get some more money to come in on the Jets. At least that's how my brain reads it. So seeing it at minus eight makes me uh, hold a little bit of confidence there. And the Raiders, they're obviously a better team. Yeah, and, and just real quick, Pete, I am looking. Actually, Josh Jacobs is already ruled out. They say he won't play Sunday against the Jets. Again, oh boy. I think doesn't, that offers, doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I think that offers Gruden the ability then to rely on the passing game more, which is then will allow for the more points. Um, so, you know, again, I, I think that honestly might work out in my favor in terms of just getting the points because either way the Jets aren't coming within three. And, Pete, I see what you mean with the eight. I would be comfortable with this all the way up until ten. Right, because we'll you're you're, te- uh, you're teasing it down either way, so you're feeling yeah, you're just, feeling nice just about need it. Just a four four point win for the Vegas Raiders, and uh, basically, you know, and anything uh, like a twenty seven to anything like a twenty four twenty win will obviously get it done. Even even less points than that, you know, you only need 30, 40 points. So for sure, very happy with this pick, and uh, I'm ready to watch the Jets get blown out again. Very nice, love it. Uh, I'm going to move on to my first pick, and uh, I actually gone to this well. Once before, it's a team that we've talked about, you and I, on the pod now a, a, a good bit where they're a team that's very frustrating and, and they're kind of hard to read. But this is a moment in time where they have the number of their opponent, and that's the Colts at the Texans. Don't care that it's at the Texans. No Will Fuller, which changes the trajectory of that offense. Uh, the spread is currently Colts minus three. If you remember, Pat, the first week we did picks, I took the Colts as a road favorite after a loss against the Lions, and they came out and put put a hurt on them. I think this is a very possible case that, that they do this to the Texans again. They've been absolutely dominant over the Texans, not only uh, straight up, but against the spread as well in the past you know, six to eight games. Uh, so I'm riding the Colts here, minus three. I just think they're a way more sound team. The only thing they have 
the Texans have over the Colts is obviously Deshaun Watson, but I think it's a bit tougher for him to get going without his guy, Will Fuller. We'll see how different that offense looks. They're going to need a crap ton from Duke Johnson and Brandon Cooks, and that just doesn't excite me uh, when it's only a three-point spread. I like the Colts to get right a little bit here where they can get the ball uh, moving on the ground against a weak run defense in the Texans. They control this game. I think they uh, actually win big, but I like the Colts minus three for my first pick, Patty. Yeah, I love that pick. And uh, I was, you know, I've been teetering on the line whether to take it, not because I'm worried about Houston, <clears throat> you know, keeping this game close, but I'm worried about the points. And that, that is why ultimately I'm going to stay away from it because, you know, the, the Colts are getting back to Nico Autry. Uh, Buckner and Okariki are still probably going to be out. But again, even with the, you know, the depleted offense at Houston fielding, as great as Deshaun Watson has been playing, if they can't run the ball, Pete, who knows how many they points normally he's going to put up. They normally can't run the ball anyway. Exactly. So this is not a game that I want to get burned if Indy wins like 31 to 10. It and could, I don't, it could and I don't be get, a bl- like a bad. It could be. A, it could. It can either. Honestly, like you can see it. If I told you it was forty four forty, you'd be like, yeah, sure. And then if I told you, like you said, thirty thirty to three or thirty to seven or something like that, you'd probably be like, yeah, I could see that as well. Which is not. Yeah, what, exactly. When you when you think that about a game, you kind of want to stay away from the total. Yeah, I probably full well uh, plan on taking this. Uh, you know, wager on my own. You know, my own ticket outside of our picks pod. But since for, I have for been funsies, Patty if you will. Yeah, since I have been Patty Teasers, though, I'm not going to include it, but I am most likely also going to take uh, Indy minus three, maybe by the half a point, and just take them straight up by the spread. But uh, moving on, my second game, fandom, whatever you want to call it, I just think everybody is disrespecting the Cleveland Browns Oh yeah, and going up against the Tennessee Titans. Overreaction, I think, with the public bets, all the tickets that are coming in on Tennessee. I think people uh, are getting lost in the sauce about their blowout win over the Colts, again, because there was no Danico Autry, no DeForest Buckner, no Bobby Okariki uh, that allowed Derrick Henry to have an absolute monster game, 180 yards, three touchdowns. I think the Browns' run defense is much more stout than Indy's banged-up run defense from last week. You get Miles Garrett back this week, and look, I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's going to go out there and have a missile of a game. But let's be honest, Pete, you give the ball to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt another 30 times, they've shown you that no matter who they're going up against, they can get it done. I mean, they have been <laughs> – bro, they're my boys. They have been dogs this year. They are, and the man. Fact that, and the fact that now you're getting your best – one of the best defensive players in the entire NFL back, uh, they're, they're basically all but healthy on the entire offensive side of the ball. Um, so I think the Browns have been a good team. Yeah, they've beaten bad teams this year, but they're still 8-3. and three. And even if they lose this one, to me, this is a field goal game at the most. So the fact that I can get 11.5 points for Cleveland, I will gladly take it. Give me Cleveland plus 11.5, plus 11.5, and, and give me over 45.5 at plus 102 odds. This is a oh, Tennessee my. defense that isn't great to begin with. They're still missing some key pieces like Jadavion Clowney, like a Dane Crookshank, like a Dory Jackson, Christian Fulton on the IR. So, you know, they've obviously shown that they can be beat on the defensive side of the ball this year. And, you know, I'm going with the over because Cleveland, we've seen them have, what, three crap weather games where it's been so tough to even move the ball. They're still averaging 50 points in their games. There's been an average of 50 points scored in the Cleveland Browns games this year. So they're playing in pretty decent weather in Tennessee. 
Uh, the last time I checked, give me the Brownies plus 11 and a half and over 45 and a half at plus 102 odds. And Pete, I think they win the game outright. Patty, 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 talk to me. I like what you're saying right now. I really, really do. But let me just let me just say this uh, about the Cleveland Browns right now. So I, I I knew their point differential was not pretty for an eight and three team, but I did not know it was this bad. Do you, are you familiar with where the point differential lands for the Cleveland Browns right now for the season? I do believe they are at a minus five point differential on average. So they are uh, yes minus twenty one total. Minus, minus, sure, I don't oh yeah, know. Minus I don't two, know minus two per game. Yeah, so minus twenty one total. It says. For me, at the 265 scored, 286 allowed. That's obviously not pretty, but they lost by 32 to the Ravens. They lost by 31 to the Steelers, and they lost by 10 to the Raiders. Uh, so, obviously, they had some lopsided L's there, and then they've been winning close games. So, I said to you on the pod this past week, I'm worried about the Browns when they have to go up against a team that can score in the 30s or 40s easily, like the Titans, like the Bills. Uh, but I actually, believe it or not, am with you, and I am going to go with you again and take the Cleveland Browns to cover five and a half points this weekend. Pat. Let's go. So if you asked me who I was betting for this game uh, earlier in the week, I, I would have said I'm really feeling the Titans. I just I can't imagine the Browns keeping up with them. But the, for the points that you just explained and for the possibilities of Baker being a little more comfortable weather-wise to move the ball uh, with his arm a little bit this weekend, this is a matchup where I think it could be close. And for all the hype we give on the Titans every once in a while, they have had a flair for the dramatic a bit themselves this week. And outside of that blow-up blow up spot against the Colts, they've played some tight, tight games. And if you see two teams that run the ball a crap ton this weekend, you might also see a guy in Miles Garrett make Ryan Tannehill's life a little bit more difficult in those passing down situations. I like this to be close. I don't know if I like the Browns to win, but I do like this to be close. I think five and a half points was just too much of a swing. And on top of that, Pat, you know I love this. When you look at the money spread on this game, you look uh, at... Tell me the sharp. Tell me the sharp money's coming in. Are you ready for this? You look at 70% of tickets on the Titans, only 42% of cash. Only 42% of cash. That means 58% of cash is on the Browns with only 30% wow. of tickets. That tells me all I need to know. The Silly Goose public is on the Titans... I'm usually the silly goose uh, public. I'm trying to be smarter than that. I, I Sometimes you got to make a pick that feels uncomfortable, that goes against what your gut says, goes against what your brain says, because you, you're, you're getting all these thoughts all week if you're watching different shows. Oh, the Titans are doing this. King Henry, Derrick Henry, uh, the Browns are frauds, minus 21 point differential. Guess what? They have to cover five and a half. They don't have to win. Five and a half for two uh, teams in the playoff hunt is a big-ass spread. It's too much points, too many points. Sorry for my bad grammar. I'm on the Browns plus five and a half, baby. Let's go Brownies, Pat Boyle. I love that, Pete. And again, just to touch on that a little bit more, I mean, you hit it perfectly. You know, most 90% of people aren't digging through Rotowire every week, looking at injury reports, looking at, uh, you know, looking at teams of what have actually done, watching games week in and week out all day long. And a lot of people, you know, they don't keep, we've learned, you got to keep your nose down. You got to keep your ear to the ground. You can't get caught up in all the media hype. You know, every, all the sports talk radio uh, hosts saying, oh, Browns are fraud. They haven't beaten anybody. Look at what the Titans did last week to the Colts. And again, people will, will fail to remember that the Colts were missing three of their best defensive players on the side of that ball. So 
and the fact that Jonu Smith is out for Sunday. Yes, they're getting A.J. Brown uh, against a... A.J. Brown is questionable every week, by the way. Being an A.J. Brown fantasy yeah. owner, he's questionable every week and plays pretty much every week. It's very frustrating. Yeah, I don't, think he, I don't think he came up on the injury report on Friday, so I think he is good to go. But Jonu Smith is out, so that gives them one less option in the passing game. Mm-hmm. It makes life a little bit easier for those Cleveland linebackers uh, if they want to cover some zone across the middle. Um, and... Yeah, Denzel Ward's out for the Browns. I mean, so I, I think we obviously do get the points. But, again, this is a Titans offensive line still that is missing one of the best tackles in the game in Taylor Lewan. So you get to be able to line up Miles Garrett against a David Quesenberry and Roger Saffold, their starting left guard, also might be out as well. So their entire left side of the offensive line might be missing their starters. I think Cleveland has a chance to maybe make some big plays, turn the ball over. And, again, Pete, we both think they cover. I think they win. I love it. I mean, if they win, that'll be a huge, huge win, and their their whole outlook on their season looks different. That eight and three looks like it was worthwhile. Uh, what, what do you got on your next pick, Patty? Yeah, um, it's the first time all year I'm going against the Giants, but okay. it, you know it's uh, for obvious reasons. No Daniel Jones. Uh, Colt McCoy will step in to take on Russ Wilson and the Seahawks in Seattle. Um, I think this is a spot where. I've said it on my podcast, Pete, and I I think the way I've talked about the Giants this year, you know how I feel about them. If Daniel Jones was playing, this spread probably would have been somewhere around seven, seven and a half, maybe eight. Uh, the last time I checked, it's at ten and a half. I'm I would have 11. taken the Giants to cover, and I would have told you that the Giants would have beaten the Seahawks in Seattle. Wow. Now call me crazy, but uh, don't call me uh, don't call me for dinner. But now that we get Colt McCoy <laughs> playing here, obviously that throws that prediction out of the mix. Seattle going up against the Giants. Um, this is a spot where uh, I don't think the Seahawks still are able to put up 30, 40 points with ease because the Giants are missing Daniel Jones. They're not missing their defense. Now, Kyler Fackel went to the IR, but Blake Martinez, James Bradbury, Leonard Williams, Jabril Peppers, this defense, Logan Ryan, this defense has been elite this year. I've said it before. Look at the numbers. They have done a tremendous job at limiting high-flying offenses to, little, to low points. We saw what they did against Tampa Bay. We've seen what they can do against teams with good offenses this year. Outside of that Dallas game, they've basically kept almost every team under 30 points. Uh, so I think the Giants are going to bring it on the defensive side of the ball even more so because Jones is out. They're going to feel like they have to step up like we saw from the Baltimore Ravens on Wednesday afternoon. Um, and, and I think Colt McCoy, obviously, he's going to struggle. You know, it's a Seattle defense that has gotten a little bit better. Um, they're still historically bad. They're still dead last in yards allowed per game. But the fact that Colt McCoy is in, I think the Giants are going to struggle to put up 14 points. I think Seattle covers this tease spread, but that is why I'm taking the under because I think the Giants defense performs well enough. Give me Seattle minus four, under 55 points, and that's minus 104 odds. There you go. And it's tough, man. It's a completely different team. The legs, you would imagine, help slice and dice that Seahawks defense of Daniel Jones, and that's just not going to be the same with Colt McCoy. Uh, I, I imagine it'll be conservative, and they're going to try to make this game ugly. And uh, I just don't know if you can really do that against Russell Wilson, even though this defense has been really good, as you as you outlined with the Giants uh, on, yeah, on last week's pod I'm, and whatever. I might be taking the straight up under as well in this one. Right now mm. I'm seeing it at uh, right around 46 and a half, 47, because we've seen what Seattle has done the last two weeks. They've kind of gotten away from that let, let Russ cook right. uh, strategy. And they're trying to get back to the run game a bit. And Chris Carson yeah, yeah, is that, back, you know, right? That, He's playing this week. He played last week. Chris Carson is playing. Carlos Hyde's questionable, but either way, Carson's the number one guy. I'm not sure why he didn't get a ton of the touches. Uh, the overwhelming majority uh, against the Eagles, a little bit, uh, you know, head-scratching. Yeah. But 
Uh, they've, you know, Russ Wilson had a string of games where he turned it over a lot. And I think since then, Pete Carroll has gone away from that. I think they're getting ready to play playoff type football mm-hmm. where they run the ball, they grind it out, they let their defense that's been playing a little bit better step up. And they, and they kind of, you know, only let Russ cook, I guess, when they absolutely need it. And it's a strategy that's worked off. They're playing gritty football the last two weeks. The defense has stepped up. So, again, I think we see the under. Absolutely, it's a it's gonna be a good one. I mean, I mean, actually, it won't be a good one. It'll be a good one to see what the Giants' defense can do, uh, minus having a, a real quarterback in there. If that Giants' defense comes out and, and plays real good and keeps this tight somehow, I think our our impression of the Giants goes even higher, and we're feeling real good about it. Uh, on to my next pick, though, and this one, this is conventional wisdom meets a, a little bit of cash sprinkling in the right direction for me to feel very good about it. And it's simple: it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots against a rookie quarterback. Even if you don't feel good about it, you can look at it and say, these numbers are so overwhelming. When Bill Belichick and the Patriots go up against a, a rookie quarterback, they, they absolutely dominate. And the Chargers have a way of losing games, as we've talked about all season with it, how exciting Herbert and the Chargers have been. We know that they find ways to lose games. The Patriots somehow find ways to win games, especially against rookie quarterbacks. I don't have much more else to say about that. The spread is one and a half. There's uh, 8% more cash on the Patriots per ticket than there is on the Chargers, so there's more cash. It's 63 to 57, so it's not a crazy spread, but that little boost right there helps me feel that much better about it, Pat. Plus one and a half. You get a point just in case it's super-duper tight. If you want, take, throw a little shekel on the Patriots' money line as well because obviously if you're betting them at plus one and a half, you probably think they're going to win. I think there's a good chance they win, and all of a sudden we start saying, oh, my God, look at this. The Patriots can be in the playoffs again. Whether or not they get there, Beating the Chargers, I don't think, is going to be what holds them back from it. I think they win this game outright. They're playing in L.A. We'll see um, the Patriots run the ball heavy, heavy, heavy because they're going to want to stop Joey Bosa and that pass rush from the Chargers. So, basically, that that's just it right there. I just I look at Bill Belichick, and I look at the Anthony Lynn-led Chargers, and I'm going with Bel- Belichick and the Patriots. I don't know how much more else to say about it because what the Patriots do well is run the ball, make it ugly, they have uh, Damian Harris healthy. They're going to try to take Joey Bosa out of the game. How do you do that? Run the ball at him. Make him tired. Make him not want to uh, get that quick of jumps off the ball to get the quick pass rush because then you get torched up the middle. So I'm just thinking the Chargers figure out a way to blow it. The Patriots figure out a, a way to make their life harder on offense. And we see a Patriots team come out and beat a more talented team than them. Yeah, Pete, I'm right there with you. Um uh, I'm right there with you, so I'll just completely, you know, follow up on that as well. Uh, you know, it, it was easy to get away from the Belichick's, you know, whole kind of storyline, bet on Belichick when they went through that that tough stretch of the season earlier. Uh, but now all of a sudden you look and, and look at this, Bill Belichick and the Patriots are 5-6 and six, uh, with a chance to get to 6-6 six and six and throw themselves exactly. right back into the thick of things in the AFC race. So I do think uh, for me this is a spot where it is, like you said, you, you, you don't want to bet storylines. You want to, you know, really evaluate the game and make a true evaluation and not bet the media storyline. But I think this is one where it applies. Uh, And this is a guy in Justin Herbert that I've been so, so up on ever since the draft. I said he was going to be the best quarterback out of this bunch. So far, he has been the best rookie quarterback out of this bunch. Um, He can really sling the ball downfield. He is a, he's got a tremendous cannon of an arm and his decision-making is is great. But uh, again, Something that New England hasn't had the services of consistently all year is Mr. Stefan Gilmore. And they will be having him on Sunday. There you go. Uh, to lead this secondary. Uh, J.C. Jackson is questionable, but you got the McCourty bros. Uh, Kyle Duggar's uh, questionable, but still, 
you get you get Gilmore back in the secondary, and they immediately take a huge, huge step up in, in the way that they can play and go after offenses. And, you know, Cam, again, hasn't been great, but he's been able to move the ball uh, the last couple of weeks. You know, we saw them do it against Arizona and some of the little things that you that you bet on Belichick for, the special teams, right. the ability to get it done in the clutch situations. They did it last week against Arizona. Um, you know, Arizona didn't, didn't help with uh, Zane Gonzalez missing what could have been a winning field goal. But, you know, the Patriots able to pull it out. So you look at this Chargers team, you're right. They do have Bosa, but I think New England – uh, we'll be able to do enough to limit him. And again, with the teaser, hell, the Patriots don't even have to win this game, and they can lose by six because I'm teasing them up to plus seven. Nice. New England plus seven and over 39 and a half. That gets you minus 103 odds. I love that. That's great stuff. That's that's good. Uh, we're on we're on the same page with the Browns now and the Patriots. That could be good or bad. We'll see. Two teams that can't move the ball through the air very well, but we're putting our faith in them, and I love that. So that was uh, your fourth pick, correct? Yes. Okay, so here's my fourth, and we'll run through these last ones so we don't go too long here. Uh, my fourth pick, it, it's going to be one that it, it slightly goes away from what I've been thinking about all all day with the money splits where I like to see you know more cash per ticket. I, I, I go through that, right? But this one in particular, I'm going away from that, and I think that's okay because you know if you just bet that blindly every week, it, it's not that easy. It's not that simple. Right, you don't just see a a game with a big money spread and it's guaranteed that the sharp money is right. So sometimes you got to go against that wisdom if you're really feeling good about something. And I'm feeling really good about the Rams against the Cardinals. I I just kind of like betting the Rams after they they lose. I just because lo- I feel like they're so up and down and they they change the narrative so quickly every week. Literally last week they lost to the 49ers. We're feeling real bad about it. But just before that, they beat the Seahawks and the Bucks, and we felt awesome about them. Their defense is really good. If Kyler Murray is still a little banged up, I, I like that You know the Rams are a super physical defense, that they're going to make it tough on him. And if they get a chance to hit him, they're going to they're gonna hit him. I know he's a hard guy to catch, but it, 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 you saw too much tentativeness out of Kyler Murray, Murray last week, and until you know, you're seeing him at full strength, at full health again, I think you feel comfortable betting on a team that we should think is just better all around than the Cardinals. They're better defensively. They're more sound. They may not have um, the big play capabilities with guys like Buda Baker, but they're so sound. They're so solid with Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. Uh, the offense can get right here. You can see Jared Goff maybe find some more success in the past game this week. Uh, Cardinals defense for all the explosiveness isn't that impressive as far as a yardage standpoint and more traditional stuff. So I feel really good about the Rams. It's up to minus three and it opened at just minus one for the Rams, but that's a okay for me. Four o'clock game Rams get a little bit of a, a comeback from getting beat in their in division against the Niners and they beat the Cardinals by a touchdown this weekend. Pity, dirty boy. We're on the same page oh again God. here, man. Thank God. I mean, so, that means you're either coming down with me or you're lifting me up. I don't know what it's going to mean. <laughs> you're coming up. We're both coming up. We're both making a ton of money this week, man. Yeah, and again, you know, it's been so hard to bet the Rams this year. This is a team that I said is one of the most frustrating in the NFL uh, when we did our podcast earlier this week. But, uh, again, it's a spot where I think they can uh, really elevate their game uh, playing in Arizona, uh, again, you know, without the fans, home advantage hasn't me- meant a ton this year. Um, and the fact that they're basically playing in similar conditions to their own, 
I think this suits them. The offense is basically completely healthy uh, with the exception of their starting left tackle, Andrew Whitworth. So that's obviously going to be important to get golf protection. They struggled with that last week against the San Francisco 49ers. But other than that, they've got a ton of weapons. They need to get the run game going. If, bro, if they have a great run game, they can beat anybody in the NFL on any day. Uh, so, it, you know, I, I think you're going to, they're going to see Sean McVay rely on Henderson Brown and Akers a little bit more to take the pressure off golf. But you see what this defense has done. They've been absolutely elite. And you're right with, you know, kind of some question marks around Kyler Murray and that shoulder. We don't know how he's going to be able to hold up. And we obviously haven't seen him perform like we did in the first couple of weeks of the year. So that and the fact that Arizona's uh, still, and they're a little banged up on the defensive side too. They're going to be, uh, you know, without Jalen Thompson, uh, without their other safety, um, sorry, excuse me, you know, just, uh, just Jalen Thompson. And uh, they've got some question marks on the, uh, on the front three of their defensive line as well. Either way, take all that stuff out of it. I still think this is a spot where LA is the better team. I think the Rams show up. And again, the fact that I can tease them to plus four, I will gladly take that. So give me the Rams plus four and over 41 points. There you go. I, I still think I'm going to take the over again here because these teams can put up points. And even as great as the Rams offense, defense has been, uh, you know, I'm still relying on them to be able to, to, to the Cardinals be able to put up at least 17, 20 points and the Rams to put up 20 points as well. Uh, so give me LA plus four over 41 at minus one Oh six odds. Pete and Pat picks pod. Pete, let's, let's, let's hear it. So final, final pick. We're both on the Browns. We're both on the Rams and we're both on the, who the else? Brownies. No, with the oh, Brownies, Rams and the Patriots and the Patriots. Right, right. Very nice. Very, very nice. Now I'm going to jump into the teaser game as well for my final pick. Let's I'm go. going I'm going three-team, 10-point teaser. I've gone to it before. Uh, it's been mildly successful so far on the podcast, but for the year, uh, for me, it's been actually pretty solid. So I'm going with, first and foremost, we talked about them uh, quickly on the pod this week, how they're kind of annoying to bet on because you can't bet against them. Well, you just throw them in the teaser every week and feel pretty good about it. You get the Chiefs down to minus three and a half in the 10-point teaser. They're playing the Broncos. They're home. You know, yes, they're in division game. The Broncos do weird stuff sometimes and all of a sudden show up and make a game close. But you're betting on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs to win by three and a half. You feel good about it because obviously you do because it's it's the Chiefs minus three and a half against the Broncos at home. What else do you have to say? It's Patrick Mahomes. They're going to freaking win. Then you go to the Saints at Falcons, which is a, you know, a little bit of an interesting setup there where it was three and a half for the Saints. Now it's only two and a half for the Saints. Are the Falcons as frisky as they've been? They did just put a smack on the Raiders. They're starting to look a lot better. Raheem Morris coaching for his job, et cetera, et cetera. But you throw the Saints into the teaser, the 10-point teaser, and they go from two and a half to eight and a half. Now, if I got this when they were at three and a half, you would have been seven and a half. That's still not bad. So no, no matter where you're seeing it, you tease the Saints. You're getting a full touchdown uh, cushion there. Um, so if they do lose... You hope it's going to be tight, and with that Saints defense, you imagine it will be because even though the Falcons can sling it sometimes on o, on O, they have no run game. The Saints defense is awesome. I can't imagine this being a blowout. Uh, and lastly, we're actually going to go up to the Colts and Texans, and we are going to put that total. Here you go, Pat. You didn't see this one coming. We're going to put that total up. I'm going to put it to 41 on the three-point teaser and go over uh, over 41, and I, I really like that spot there. I think the Colts, they put points on the board. Whether it's Phil Rivers actually throwing touchdowns or not, it doesn't even matter. 
whether it be Jacoby Brissett running it in or maybe their running backs out of the backfield, they find a way to put points on the board. And when it comes to Deshaun Watson, he's a guy that even if they're losing, uh, I think that he just keeps slinging and he'll put some garbage time points up. 41's a nice number for me there. I, I think they can hit that pretty easily. Uh, I just I just see this game being in the 20s, at least, uh, for both teams. So even if it is a little tight tighter than I like, because I do have the Colts minus three, I just see that hitting over 41, and that's my three-team teaser. Chiefs down to three and a half, Saints up to eight and a half, and then over Colts-Texans, 41 and a half. I like it. Yeah, and then obviously that game being in Houston, you know, not as big of a uh, – they're, they're indoors fully, right? The Houston Stadium? Yes. So there you go. Even better. Phil Rivers indoors, Deshaun Watson indoors. We like that a lot. That's all we got, Patty. Good stuff. We'll see how we do. We'll be posting it on Twitter and Instagram so you can keep up with our picks. Hopefully, we help you guys cash some tickets as we cash some tickets ourselves. Pat, thanks for waking up early with me on a Saturday morning to get some picks. Pete and Pat Picks Pod. You have a great day. Pat and everyone else, stay safe out there. Enjoy some football on Sunday. This has been Subway Sports Talk. I'm Pete Kennedy.